As of right now, we are at war. How desperate You call on such lost creatures to defend you. How desperate am I? You threaten my world with war. You steal a force you can't hope to control. You talk about peace and you kill because it's fun. You have made me very you might not be glad that you did. There was an idea to bring together a group of remarkable people to see if they could become something more. Welcome to Fury's Finest, a podcast about Marvel Crisis Protocol and the Marvel Universe. My name is Jesse Aiken. I'm joined by my co-host, Chris Ruffett. How are you doing today, Chris? Oh, Jesse, I'm doing just fine. It's one of my favorite episodes for us to record. Of course, it's the painting gallery with no name, and that means Dylan Dr. D is here. Dylan, what's up, man? You know, with that bedroom voice you just laid down on us, let me tell you, I gotta say, this is my only episode that i record with you guys so if it's your favorite it's my only episode that i record so i guess it's also my favorite episode to record it better be your favorite episode to record brother it gets me the opportunity to see some of these guys' paint jobs so yeah i mean anything gets me out of the bed out of my bed to go look at this stuff it's this so hell yeah out of your bed down in the uh painting dungeon yeah, listen, so thankfully in the new new house, uh, like Chris, uh, early on in Fury's Finest, he moved around the earth uh, multiple times. He did it in 80 days, actually. New house every month. And eventually he came back to where he came from. I suspect Al- Alberta, Ohio, or whatever it is you're from. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so now I'm in Boston proper. And when I get out of my bed, I just roll down the stairs into my living room. And that's where my setup is. So my neck hurts because I keep falling down the stairs. It's terrible. But I do it for the viewers, (laughs) the listeners. Do it for the listeners. Okay. Well, I don't want to say to that. You don't have to say anything, buddy. I appreciate the dedication. So, (laughs) but is that special time again, guys? We do this. We do these several times throughout the year. And it's a time of the year where we talk about your work on the show. You submitted to us this competition per the guidelines, and we kind of discuss it. Before we get into this competition, Dylan, let us know real quick what was the theme of this painting gallery season? So this particular theme was inspiration. We asked all of our people to send us the model that they painted along with whatever form of media, uh, be it movie or picture, that inspired the actual piece that they painted. And I got to say, I had a really good laugh at a lot of them. Man, people really ran with it and I absolutely adored it and I can't wait to talk about it. But I think we should talk about business first. Fury's Finest is supported by Mr. Laser. Go to mr-laser.square.site for all of your Marvel Crisis Protocol needs. And while you're there, don't forget to use the special discount code at checkout for a cool 5% off Fury 5. That's Fury 5 at checkout. Fury's Finest is also supported by iWarGame. iWarGame makes the best mark mats in the business. Help you get your game set up quicker. Help you get more reps in a weekend or a tournament or even just a testing day. And they've got multiple themes now, multiple cities and high fidelity, beautiful art with tons of Marvel Easter eggs all over the map, which is my favorite part. Pick out the Easter eggs. Use our code FFPODCAST at checkout to get 10% off all your playmat orders from iWarGame. 
Our patrons support Fury's Finest at patreon.com slash Fury's Finest. If you enjoy the show, consider supporting us and joining our Discord community. We take this time to thank our patrons for their support. Of course, our patrons make things like this painting gallery run, keep the voting going for this, and much more, like with the Fury's Secret Wars League underway and just the private Discord happening. There's so many layers to this, and if you're interested in that, check out the Patreon. We have a new patron of the week to announce. It is Brett. Thank you so much, Brett. Thanks, Brett. And as always, we have to thank our Avenger-level producers, our dynamic duo, Rich and Sean. You guys really keep us going, keeping the lights on. We appreciate you guys so much. And I'm just glad to be here to thank Ryan. What a guy. All right, let's get right into the competition, guys. Starting with the first entry. So we're doing something different today. We normally do our honorable mentions and our favorite model, and then we talk about the winners. But since this competition was a smaller grouping of entries we decided we're going to talk about every single entry today which i'm very excited to do what about you guys i mean i think it's awesome though you know it's like an up and down thing when there's less things that get sent in uh, obviously it seems like it might be a bad thing but honestly looking at the positives of it it just gives us more time to talk about individually the things that we did get and especially with this really cool theme i think it's really cool to like you were saying with the mats right pull out the little easter eggs that people throw into these things which are always just some of the best parts so I'm excited about it, actually. I think it's a cool opportunity. I second that. Thanks, man. Yeah, man, you said it really well. well let's get right into them today, guys. With this theme of inspiration, a lot of these are, lack of a better term, scenes, things happening, moments in time in Marvel, right? Starting with our first entry we're going to talk about today, which is Captain Antifa. It is a modded Captain America jumping off the giant tank from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. How do we even start talking about this one, guys? First of all, Dylan, I assume this is a modded piece. This is not This is not an alt sculpt print. So from my understanding, while I was talking with the amazing creator of this, this is, in fact, the core box uh, Captain America. So honestly, the conversion work on it by itself is definitely worth uh, commending, for sure, because it's really, really well done. Uh, you wouldn't be able to guess that it was the core box just because of how more, like... It's got so much more movement in it. Uh, I will say that the tank thing itself, I actually don't know what's that fr- what that is actually from. I don't know if that's from the Hydra tank sculpt. I don't think it is. Not that I recognize, but it's really cool. Wherever he did find it, I think the explosion thing on it is a really cool effect. The OSL work off the explosion throughout the model is really well done and thoughtfully done. I mean, you could tell the the artist really took time to figure out where exactly everything needed to be for this OSL and, and really, really brought it home with a great app. I don't know. What do I say? Application of paint here. I'm not sure. It looks awesome. I agree completely. I think your eyes are drawn to cap. We talk about this on the show a lot, but at the same time, you got this like beautiful action scene going on with all this. Who knows? Like if some of this was handmade or not, the explosion, the smoke, the tank bits, and then you've got the conversion elements, which I think we should talk a little more about. So Cap's pose, completely different. Cap's got the backpack, the flashbangs, more gear on his suit. There's so much going on. And then you add all this, and you've got a great non-metallic metal shield with that glimmer on the shield, right, Dylan? That you know, you've got to create with this this light effect. Having attempted to do it on Recently in an Infinity model, who's actually based on Captain America, uh, Unknown Ranger and USA Yadna, shout out to Infinity. But it 
was actually something I attempted to do very recently. And I can honestly say that it's not easy to do it on a surface that isn't flat, especially. So this entry is, it's especially, it's, it's worth noting how good it is because it actually does look like a piece of metal. You look at it and there's definitely no doubt. You're just like, okay, yeah, this is definitely metal. And it goes through each of the colors between the red and the blue and the white. And it retains its metallic look and it even gains more like light volume reflection the further away you go from it like so you could tell it's like an actual like domed object so maybe i'll take tips from this guy next time i try to do that i think we could all take some tips here to be completely honest and jesse you mentioned the extra work on the model the flashbangs the dynamite in the hand Mm -hmm. uh, the backpack all of these things really stand out and really push this model kind of over the top, you can tell that a lot of care was put into this model all the way around the sculpting, the converting, the painting, every little bit was all taken into account before they even started. And I, kudos. Perfectly said. We mention these every time we have these discussions, but a model like this, a prime example of why this competition exists. Like someone thought this up and executed it, not only through conversions and building and green stuff and things like that, but then through painting, right? So Absolutely phenomenal, and I'm inspired. Cap is inspiring me right now. I will say, again, another very good shout-out would be the angling of the OSL. Uh, it's perfect. It does hit the underside of the model, uh, and it, but he still managed to get some shadows in, especially around, around the top of the shield area. I should say that when people attempt to do OSL, I don't get the vibe that he did it, but if he did, it, it came off as him doing it very well where people will tr- attempt to do an OSL with a airbrush overspray in that they just take an airbrush and kind of just, gl- you know, just quickly spray it. It's been getting, doing that is getting easier and easier, especially with the new Monument Hobby fluorescence, which I've recently been messing with and they're fantastic for this. I actually did it with a yellow myself. I want those badly. They're very good. Uh, funnily enough, the, on my Captain America model thing that I did for Infinity, I did it with a gunshot, uh, like muzzle flash. It's And it works out really, really well. But it has a very telltale look to it in that it doesn't have like refined recess areas that you can get easily with a brush. This entry, it definitely looks like he did it by hand because you can clearly see some like white areas where they're just like, okay, let me just highlight the explosion effect right here. And it really comes off very well. So I just wanted to make sure I called that out. This is OSL done very well. This is how you should do it. Uh, if you want a competition level piece, as opposed to just like doing OSL for the sake of OSL. So again, a big call out on that. Great job. Phenomenal piece. All right, Chris, you want to jump us into entry number two? Entry number two. Of course, of course, it's Count Dooku looking very dapper in his black and his brown and his fantastic orange brown cape. I don't know. This model is really, really well painted. And I think the best example of that of this to me is honestly just his black tunic. It's hard to make a high contrast black tunic look good and look natural just by the nature of going having to go from pretty much white all the way down to black and have the whole garment retain looking like it is black and they did a wonderful job here it's really good and interesting but still draws your eye up to dooku's face and it's my favorite part of the model i'm just gonna spoil it for everybody a a wonderful kind of comics comic style paint job here on this count dooku with uh, shadows even into the un- interior of the cape. So 
really well done. I'm very impressed with the planning out of the shadows and the the darkening of the shadowed areas while still reading the color the artist wants the shadow to read. So I know I'm kind of going a mile a minute through all these various elements of the model that I really, really enjoy, but there's a lot here to like, guys. I think the black, uh, like you were saying, it's definitely very... I, li- I don't really, I don't always enjoy throwing this word around just because some people either uh, they agree or they don't agree, but it's very much like a cell shaded type look. You got that Borderlands hard edge contrast type thing that you were saying with the black. I think it works really, really well, especially especially with the black tunic for sure. And the fact that he, the person was willing to go high risk with the darkness on the bottom side of the cape. Mm hmm. Because a lot of people are very scared of that. They're always like, oh, I'm scared. I'm going to ruin the model because of the color difference is so just too much. Uh, this guy painted without fear. Boom. Uh, and mm. they managed to just nail it. I absolutely love it. Yeah, this painter did a good job of being a Hulk. We're all Hulk and Hulk is not afraid. Very proud. I will say that uh, Count Duke never looks so dapper. Seconding what you guys have said, the comic style really works here and it's really translated well on a pretty monochromatic character in Star Wars, right? I mean, Dooku's essentially wearing half Sith, half Jedi stuff, right? And the Sith and Jedi like brown and black respectively. So to make something that's brown and black have so much pop goes a long way. And shout out to the inspiration piece for this because as Dylan said by the theme of this contest, you could be inspired by a piece, a painting, a poster, some form of media art, a moment in time, whatever it was, this is a Star Wars Age of Republic Count Dooku comic that this person chose to base this off of. Which we should say what these are inspired by. For the Captain America one before, it is based on a scene from the Captain America First yes. Avenger movie where he was blowing stuff up in the like, I don't know, I guess the montage of him like fighting Nazi Germany in the, in the movie. This one was based off of the high, Re- the, the, I'm sorry, the Age of Republic comic. Uh, Count Dooku, yeah, Age of Republic, issue number one. Is that Absolutely. a collectible? Is that a collectible, Jesse? No. Well, listen. Now that this paint job has been done with this model, like uh, you know, simping for that cover, it might be a collectible here real soon. You never know. You never know. <laughs> I'm gonna find out. I'm Chris will let us know. Let's say it's not a Doctor Aphra number one. Let's just say that this model is a number one, though. Absolutely, the Sith Lightning, the vibrancy of the blue on the lightning really draws your eye that way too which i think works really well with this like i said kind of monochromatic look and it's really bringing the whole piece together i think it's the lightning and the lightsaber on the other side and you know this person also went the extra mile and we've got a space backdrop and a moon base vista essentially what it's on you know scene whatever he's here i think his mission is going to be a success i don't think the clone troopers are going to stand a chance they usually don't. Oh, I should say uh, on the Count Dooku entry from the email I got, it should be noted that this is somebody that is in your own local play group and they specifically had to hide this thing from you that because apparently right. you were asking them about it. Mm. You were like, hey, yeah, how you been hobbying? And this person said, oh, yeah, you know, it's been good. How's the weather or whatever? Apparently, I'm like, I heard you got some you. Star Wars models. No, <laughs> never happened. So, you know, that's the backstory behind that. That's always one of my favorite parts about the emails is I get these little like tidbits of, you know, world lore, I guess. I get the deep lore. Well, that's awesome. Once again, we talked about someone's model that I had no idea as per normal because I would never want to know. So thanks for that tidbit, Dylan. All right. So let's get into entry number three and the inspiration behind it. Dylan. So the third entry is 
the creations of the legendary Stan Lee. This inspiration was really, really cool in that it was a bunch of characters that were created by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Stan Lee, uh, and probably very frequently uh, Steve Ditko. I had to take a guess for most of them. But it is a, I guess, a West Side Story type standoff in front of the Daily Bugle of the forces of good and the forces of evil looking at each other uh, across the alleyway that they're standing in. And he did it even better by bringing in like some of the more, like it's like maybe not more the more famous quotes and definitely some like quotes that really encapsulate the characters themselves. And then the, he wraps it all up in a wonderful little package on top of the daily bugle. He has the man, the myth, the legend himself, Stan Lee with all of the weapons and accoutrement that a man of that stature deserves. He's wielding Mjolnorn, Meow Meow, as it's affectionately known in my house, Captain America shield. He's got a Spidey outfit and what I, appears to be, I think it's Hawkeye's bow and arrow. And it looks fantastic. I absolutely love the theme of it. And I don't want to talk about it all because I'll steal everything you guys could talk about. So go ahead. What do you think? Well, you're forgetting the stylish khaki chinos. <laughs> Is that a comic book character outfit? I mean, it is now, man. <laughs> Stan Lee. Sheesh. Sheesh. Look at the shading in there, man. It's great. Yeah, man. Yeah, the Spider-Man hoodie looking great. A wonderful example of comic book art once again on the on the Stan the Man model. And, uh, you know, I've got to say, though, on our little uh, good versus evil standoff, I'm, I'm not sure here. We got we got Hulk on the wrong side, possibly. He's he goes the... back and forth, right? I mean, he's a hero at heart, but sometimes he's sometimes he does some mischief, you know? Noted, noted, and accepted. Maybe, maybe he should be in the middle. Yeah, maybe. I don't but then know. he would be center stage. Listen, we're all here to celebrate Stan Lee. We're not here to celebrate Hulk. Yeah, I celebrate Hulk. Widow's on the bad side too, so you know. Oh, that's love true. It. I love Crossbones it. Got, to... got neglected over cooler characters. I think is what happened here. Can you really blame him? Now, was Crossbones a Stan Lee creation? Though I don't know. Maybe that's why he's not in here. That's a great question. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the old sculptor devil, very nice with the church mausoleum basing pieces. Yeah, we got some corset terrain, daily bugle painted here. We got a shadow while we're here, guys. The notable creativity with the entry that is here, where we've got little blurbs about the character, like like a like a comic, and we've also got written by Fury's finest, approved by the Comics Code Authority, the stupendous Stan Lee, like it's his own comic, right? Phenomenal. We should definitely say the quotes on here. Just I know you want to read them, Dylan. I'm going to let you read them. Here, here we go. So the reviews are in. Daredevil is known for saying, he made me a hero and blind. Classic. Classic Daredevil line. He says it in almost every issue. Old P.D. Parker, uh, little Spider-Man, obviously one of Stan Lee's greatest creations in comic book history. He gave me great power and he killed Uncle Ben. Yeah, another classic Peter Parker line. That he actually does say in the comics, probably... To his own detriment sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. He keeps reminding himself. Yep. Hulk. Hulk, famously known for saying, he make Hulk smash. Man in many words. Yep. Yes, many. And then Stan himself, Excelsior. Very good. So we've got the pages of the comic, the preview per se. So much amazing creativity here, like with the contest and essentially the Photoshop work that went in here too, on top of all this already incredible hobbying that had to be done. This is a full core set. I will say that the inspiration art for it of all the characters that Stanley is known to have created, Daredevil in his yellow outfit. He's in his yellow costume. Yeah, which is that's actually correct. 
very Stan specific started. call out. Yeah. Also classic Mark one Iron Man suit. And Thor with his silly little Hermes pot helmet thing. Look at that kingpin back there. Yeah. It's a great, great photo. Gotta check it out. Check out the century, guys. Like the thing, man, the thing I don't think Ben has ever been so happy other than looking at Ben and this in this art. Never. He's a happy <laughs> man. It's good stuff. So yeah, phenomenal piece here, guys. I mean, multiple models, layers of effort that went into this. What more can we say? This is a painting gallery entry. Knocked out of the park. All I can say is thanks for doing this and thank you, Stanley. Absolutely. What a legend. Rest in peace. Well, let's jump into the next entry, guys, which is very exciting. Keeping along this path, a piece that really jumped out to me. It's Dormammu. It's a new scheme for Dormammu that is absolutely brilliant and inspired. And we got to talk about this. Once again, we're looking at comic book style with amazing non-metallic metal in this comic book style. But let's talk about this palette, guys. It's different for Dormammu, right? Especially the armor. Oh, absolutely. What do you think, Chris? I think I think everything here is a little bit different, but it's also so high contrast. We have a, a really nice white cream kind of armor here with a mostly black brown body is how it's reading to me on my computer screen. I could be wrong, I think, but it's reading a little little brown because of the red OSL off of the red magic and flames that uh, Dormammu is holding. So we've got a very high contrast piece. A lot of parts of Dormammu here are popping and then kind of fading into the the blackness of the rest of his armor. It's it is very it really draws the eye. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. Just striking this piece. Absolutely. I will say that red and black are colors that were just meant to work together, right? They just perfectly illustrate someone who's up to bad news, uh, ill intentions. And apparently, I just double checked it, that the inspiration for this was apparently this was early concept art for Dormammu himself. Oh, that's really cool. So he went way, 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 way back in the way back machine and he found this thing and he decided to try to encapsulate it with the model. Obviously, the early concept was very like Eldrick Horry, Cthulhu-y type god. So I think he did a great job of taking the theme of it and applying it to the physical model of the model that AMG did did design and put out. And I think it was phenomenal work. And even got a couple pieces of terrain out of it. Painted terrain that this person went the extra mile and did it. And phenomenal. And let's also talk about all the line work on this of the reds and yellow lines. It's like creating little bits of extra runes and OSL in line form, right? A lot of it's like that comic book cell shading look, which is phenomenal. And I don't know, I think it really works. And if you also notice too, this person added these extra line bits and also matched them up with the terrain piece as well. So like when Dormammu sits in, it's like the runes continue, right? Which is not normal with the, with the, the sculpt itself, right? So it's extra layers to it, which I absolutely love. And shout out to those cosmic energy balls in the background that are completely different color scheme, but being taken over by Dormammu's magic, right? Is what's kind of happening is the way I'm visualizing it. You know, neon green, pink and aqua, you know, pink and aqua. What a combo. Dale and I were talking about just the other day, hot pink and aqua and Dormammu's orange fire is kind of taking over parts of the train and changing the color at the bottom, right? Removing that pink and charring it i guess you know very inspired very good shout out yeah it's an awesome little detail i haven't seen somebody do that yet on the dormammu terrain that element of like you know, like taking over and changing the color of 
the cosmic features, right? By all, the of, all of by the, the first Doctor Strange movie, yeah. And I just got to specifically call out the gem effects on the belt. It was definitely something uh, yep. I absolutely think he nailed. And I just wanted to make sure I really called that out specifically. Very well done. He remembered that light when they hit something uh, gem-shaped, I guess. You know, whatever you want to call that. Like like a, a pressed-out semicircle, I guess. I don't know how else to call it. A But the light hits the top and the bottom. And you have that little white dot. And it really makes it. Really makes it stand out. So well done. Very great use of texture. Yeah, creates layers, right? Of the gym, where it's supposed to be the light, the light ref- refracting through that, right? Essentially, is what that effect is. But we all like see that, and we recognize it's creating depth of field with gyms, right? And it, it just works phenomenal. And you know, shout out to to as Chris mentioned earlier, the kind of like OSL, but also the energy under under Dormammu's like wrists, like you know, actually the closer you get to his hands more of his energy is actually is is a gradient and it's, it's showing up right phenomenal stuff so amazing piece you know i would kill to play this dermalmo on the table we always talk about these pieces on this gallery and it's like i would love to play against this or play with this piece you know every time i see something like this but we got to move on guys and talk about the next entry chris you want to guide us through this i'm so excited to talk about this one this is an eye hulk entry and guys, this might be the most vibrant green we've had in this competition yet. It's really, really a stunning big green machine jumping at you. And we've got this wonderful extra layer of creativity, an extra bit of work, kind of a little diorama that iHulk fits right nicely into. He's in the middle of the street and behind him, the the street and the city continue. We've got, you know, three, four-story buildings all the way down this road painted on the background while Hulk is in the fore, just absolutely smashing everything. And to go back to, now that I've described the whole kind of scene here, to go back to this green, it's so good. The shading from the base tone into the upper yellow-green highlights is just phenomenal. And the choice of where to put these yellow green highlights really makes, I mean, it makes Hulk's muscles look just juiced, gleaming. I think he baby oiled, baby oiled up before he took this picture. I mean, real pro wrestling move, but I got to respect the game. Do you think Hulk is more of a face or a heel? Heel, 100%. I mean, it's going to be like the Stone Cold thing, though. It's going to be, He's a heel, but everybody loves him. He's going to continue to act like a heel, but everybody's going to cheer for him. He's going to try to make him boo, and they're going to cheer. It's going to be a whole thing. (laughs) Just buy the t-shirt, man. Also, that smoking gun belt. Seriously, Austin's belt that he had made for himself. Coolest thing ever. Almost as cool as this iHulk entry. Professional segue. I mean, to put it into perspective, if I had a really cool belt, I would make it like one of those lockets where you open it up and there's a picture inside of it. And I would put would it, it be a picture of me, picture. Dylan? No, it would be a picture of this eye hulk. Better answer. Yes. But behind that picture would be Good a stuff. tinier picture of you. So I should say, obviously, absolutely adore the little display thing. It's really cool that the traffic line uh, the cent- in the middle of the road actually goes straight into the artwork in the background. It's absolutely. really neat. I would be curious to know if he did this on his own, like he painted it, or if it's actually just like a printed effect. I mean, either way, it's really cool. I absolutely love the idea of it. Uh, it definitely looks like he just landed on the area of the, of the board where the model is because the concrete and asphalt's all broken up and stuff like that. Yeah, it looks hand painted. 
I'm I'm calling it hand painted for sure. I mean, because you look at the the diorama part itself, the art matches up quite well. It's phenomenal. So absolutely love it. Uh, I will say that the buildings have no doors. So obviously, maybe this is like a testing area for Hulk to get his anger out. Uh, I'm hoping that's what it is. Hulk was hired to install doors on these buildings by smashing them. Mm. This is all on the up and up. It's all good. You know, I'm starting to think that makes a lot of sense. You know, good job, Chris. It does. Yeah. So one of the other really cool things about this particular model is that it was done by Archie. And he specifically sent me an email to tell you guys and us if we really enjoyed his his model, his entry, which we really do. He would ask us if we would be willing to promote his new podcast called Cable's Conquests, which is inspired by Fury's Finest. Fury's Finest has a, uh, I guess you could call it a cabal of inspired podcasts that are quickly kind of uh, holding onto the coattails, I guess, on some levels. It's our coaching tree. Yeah, uh, quite honestly. And he says that it is a UK focused, I guess, tournament discussion podcast. and. He intends to feature iHulk soon, so he really enjoyed doing this entry because it obviously had a kind of a related effect to that. So if you're listening to this and you really like this, look up for Cable's Conquests if you would like more MCP content. Absolutely. Especially tournament content like that. We need more of that in this community. More discussions and, uh, you know, just like organic thoughts about like how tournaments went and people's mindsets on how they performed at tournaments, right? I mean, we can all learn from that. So awesome. We'll give that show a listen, but we got to move on, Dylan. You got to guide us into the next part, next entry in the contest. So I have the privilege of bringing up Star-Lord, the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Who? (laughs) Of the leader of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Come on, man. Star-Lord. He's he's great. Uh, Man, you want to talk about a nice, vibrant red on that coat. One of my favorite parts of Star-Lord is his coat. Absolutely nails it in this entry. Uh, he's clearly flying around having a great time. Peter Quill's never looked so good. And uh, yeah, I got to say, first thing I see when I see this model is the vibrancy of the blue and the red. And I love it. I love it. Also, this guy can afford a fireplace in his house. That's so cool. Yeah, this person also on their TV in the background has Spider-Man going on or mm-hmm. some sort of Disney Plus streaming on their TV going. So I'm assuming the inspiration for this Dylan was just Star-Lord from The Guardians. And his appearance, right? But absolutely vibrant red, like you said, and this blue on these pants, also so vibrant. This model pops, and we're all about that on the show. And why wouldn't you want to have Star-Lord painted? He's one of the best leaders currently in the game. And he's fun to play. Yeah. Hit and run is always fun. It's Models really fun, yeah. He feels like Star-Lord, so that's good stuff. I've just got to say, though, my, my two cents on this model here, it's really, really good, but I'm loving like this this coat. It really looks like a freaking leather coat. Like, he did an awesome job on making this thing look pretty freaking cool. I mean, what else can you say? I mean, it's Star-Lord. Period. A vibrant Star-Lord that's well-painted. You're going to see it from the table coming at you. What more could you ask? I think the fire effect from his little jet boots obviously needs a specific call-out, too. It's really good that he didn't overdo the orange coming out of the, the fire shoe. Good thought. And it, it makes it actually look like a little smoke plume coming out of it. So that specifically, I want to make a call out for very well done and keep up the good work. I completely agree. Well, we got to close out with our final entry before we get into the second and first place winners, respectively. I'm excited to talk about this one, guys. You guys know on this show, I'm a big fan of the horror genre and I'm a big fan of 
Simon Games, and we have a zombie Felicia Black Cat on the show right now. Oh, poor Felicia. Poor Felicia. She got zombified. And the base is a rooftop with cats. And then we also have a brick wall and smokestacks with smoke coming out of them. What more could you ask for? And I think I know who did this piece. They might be on this very show. Before we get too far into embarrassing Dylan, (laughs) I want to say something nice about this. I really like the choice, Dylan, of using the red kind of off, like what, off camera red lighting on the mostly on the base. It really gives that kind of horror movie vibe. I think that was a really good choice. Yeah, I'd say it does look pretty good. Yeah, that's a that's a very good uh, astute eye you had there. Maybe another person on this podcast had given me the idea that it would be a good idea to encapsulate the horror element of the piece. It might have been Jesse. Well, it, well, great job, you two, because it really does feel like it's straight off of a B-horror movie set in a good way. Who doesn't love good B-horror movie? No, Dylan did an amazing job with the OSL here, right? I mean, agreed for real. Like, so stylistically, it's a choice, the red, but then also, like, it's using OSL in a unique way, right? And I mean, look at this cat where backside of his body is red, but the front not, right? Because the light is shining a particular angle. I'll always look at a cat. Yeah. Also, it's Felicia. So, like, you could even go this is horror movie route, or this is like she's stealing something on a roof and police lights are flashing up on her, you know? I mean, there's yeah, many layers to this. She's stealing brains. Yeah. To eat. <laughs> her and sadly some of her cats are bloodied up. It's been a long time since I've had such an authentic laugh on that. That was that was a that was a good one. When he gave me the idea, the first thing that went into my head is I think of like the Dead Rising games where, you know, mm-hmm. like the horror po- like the, the zombie apocalypse has like kind of already happened. And it's like the ambulance lights of the like uh police car or yeah, or an ambulance that's just kind of like on the street and the strobes are just going. That was the kind of thing that I was thinking when I did it. It was a good idea because I agree when I first did it, it was mostly just black, right? Because black cats, black cats, black cats on top of a roof. I was like, there must I was missing something. I do think the lighting effect is a really cool way to add interest to something that individually is, is like kind of it's just very I don't want to say simple, but very like monotone. Because yeah. I also I also noticed with the Marvel United many, since they're like big chibis, it's always a good idea to kind of throw in an extra light off screen. Just to kind of give it a little more visual interest. Gives you different like tones and values on something that might just be a single color. I love it. It's a really fun piece to paint, actually. Absolutely love it. I, I can't wait to see what you do with more of this set. I mean, I have this game sitting right next to me as we're, ha- we're, we're talking in a box. I don't know, Dylan. I could see all these mar- the, the zombie heroes in the least. Like, you could do stylistic things with them for sure, right? And really yeah. pursue that if you want. Like these horror lights. Yeah, shout out to doing some non-metallic metal on your smokestacks, too. Thanks. Thanks, man. I'm not a huge fan of non-metal metallic. I don't like I don't like to do it all the time because it is very time consuming and just kind of a pain in the butt sometimes. But definitely you can always can tell be. when you do it. But it's sell- it's selling the space. It's also breaking up Felicia from the smokestacks in a different way when they're all kind of shades of black and gray, right? And blues. Good stuff. I will say uh, as a shout out to Marvel Zombies, it is a very good game. The models themselves are very inspired by actually one of my favorite comic book artists, which is Marco, who did the art for the Daredevil run with Sidarsky. Fantastic artist. Everything he draws, I absolutely adore it. So I knew I had to get the game. And the first model out of that box, because I sat down to paint a Marvel zombie model a thousand times and I never got a chance to do it. But I bumped into a piece of art when I went to Orlando. I don't I won't take this. I won't make this a me podcast, but uh, I bumped into a piece of art 
in Orlando when I went there for an MCP event and I saw a Marvel Zombies art piece or, or a, I'm sorry, a black cat zombie. And I was like, I really got to paint the Felicia model for the game. And obviously, I'm a huge Felicia fan. Anybody that knows me knows that. So obviously, I had to paint it up. But if you ever have a chance to try Marvel Zombies, give it a shot. It's a really great game. And I hope to paint more of it soon. It's an absolutely phenomenal game. Also, the I got an email about the guy who did this. And he said he wanted to promote his uh, podcast, Arachne, uh, mm. which is an Infinity podcast. So make sure you listen. Go listen. Give that a listen. Another Fury's Finest uh, Child, as you said, or whatever. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a little polyp that fell off the body and just started to grow on its own, you know? That's the best one yet. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we've done it. We've done it. We've reached the final two. That's right. First and second place. It's time to talk about them. Yeah. Starting with second place, like always, right? Yep. And it's phenomenal. Blown away. This is so cool. Tell us about it, Chris. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about it, whether you like it or not. So this is going to be kind of a recreation here of an amazing fantasy Spider-Man cover here. And so we've got Spider-Man webbing through the city and he's got Stan Lee under his arm with the background, you know, this back diorama is the recreation of a, of an amazing fi- uh, amazing fantasy comic book cover. Of course, you know, it's very reminiscent of the first Spider-Man, everybody. So that's what we're going for here and we got there very well. So let's talk about the actual paint job itself. I'm going to begin with the star of the show, Spider-Man. He is in his classic red and blue uniform. The blue, we're, we're talking a very high contrast blue, almost a white down to a dark, deep blue. Very cool. Very eye-grabbing. The red, we're going with a little bit less contrast, but that kind of helps it pop and stand out compared to that blue. So we've got this really wonderfully painted Spider-Man that really draws the eye, but under his right arm, we've got Stanley wearing, you know, he's got his green sweater, his ties flapping out. He's got his corduroys on his, his, I mean, he's straight from the office, man. He got picked up while drawing a panel. This is a really great piece. This is a, a very creative, creative entry. Excellently painted, excellently framed. The photos are wonderful. I really think you should all check this out on the Flickr gallery for sure. Something that immediately sticks out to me that you may miss on the first pass on this is I believe the skyscraper in the the background is actually like off of the stick. It's not like it's drawn, but it's also like extended off of the background to give it like more depth. Uh, I missed that on the first time I looked through it. Uh, Great shout out fantastic little addition to it obviously it gives it more depth and it adds like a sh- actual shadow which uh, you know makes it so he doesn't have to paint it because it's real it's all real good shadow yeah and, uh, this entire amazing fantasy background painted hand painted uh, i mean this could win this could like win a contest like the worthy guys like this is crazy so yeah, it's interesting they called that out because at the last, well, I was at the last worthy, right? That's right. And I was looking at all the entries. You'll be there. You'll be there next year. You can look at them all. That's and right. And when I was looking at them, there was a there was actually a couple entries that were very similar in idea where it was like Spidey like flipping around somewhere or another. Uh, even Dallas Kemp's entry into it, his was a Spidey versus Green Goblin, and it was kind of like this where it was them like swinging by a skyscraper. Uh, I think this one 
uh, obviously to put Dallas Kemp in the same words as like an entry for one of our things is obviously high praise because obviously they're both fantastic artists. Uh, I'll call out who this is. This is John. This is John B.W., uh, famous person John. in the show. The John, the very frequent winner of the contest. He did not win this one. He got second. I don't think he's ever gotten lower than second <laughs> in the times that he has entered, but gosh darn it, he did it again. And I believe that this is another core box Spidey. So I don't know if this man collects core boxes or something, because almost every one of his entries is a core box model. It's a shame that he doesn't get hired by AMG. Well, there's one thing we can say for sure, and it's definitely not a shame. Guys, John Dodd gone, gone and done it. He did. Nailed it. Also, I was trying to see the comic Stan Lee was making at the time, but I think it was a Spidey comic and you can kind of also hand painted. It's definitely, it's definitely a Spidey. It's because when I, I kept trying to figure out what it was when I was looking at this entry and I was, it was thinking it was either Spidey or like a Scarlet Spider comic. Cause he's got like that blue thing around his like chest that kind of makes it look like that, uh, that sleeveless hoodie thing that Scarlet usually had. I don't know. It's definitely great. It might be another cover that I'm just not aware of. I think there's a call out to amazing fantasy Spider-Man number one, right? Where it's like saving the civilian and Vulture is not far behind. Right. So. It's not just a civilian, it's Flash, isn't it? Well, yes, but I'm saying like the civilian has been replaced with Stan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's very inspired. And you, you mentioned depth, Dylan, the depth of the web line too, right? Like extending Spider-Man and Stan actually further out from the back and how that works is mind boggling to me, like supports them there. It's more of John B.W.'s wizardry with like little wires and, and space magic that all of his entries... It's definitely magic. It the, He casts some kind of weird spell and this just materializes. He doesn't have any skill at all. He's like Zantana. He just says uh, yep. amazing models backwards yep. or whatever. And yep. It just makes it an amazing, incredible piece. What can you do? John's done it again, guys. You can curse him. No. Curse him and his we undeniable, incredible talent. Curses. <laughs> Why can't I be like him? Bless you, John. We love you, John. Great job, John. And uh, congratulations on another well-deserved second place. So there we go, second place. But that leads us to our final entry to discuss today and first place. Dylan, you want to take it away? Let me just let me just begin with this, just to fully encapsulate what we're about to look at. You come here to ask me about this model entry on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> we have yep. Kingpin looking like a Corleone. Look at this guy, man. He's standing there with... Uh, <laughs> With him for the spider horse and on the face. So inspired. How do you paint a suit in a way that lets me know that that is a very high dollar Italian suit? How do you do that with yeah. by just painting it on a miniature? It, it's, it's it's the mustache. Awesome. That dude, the mustache. It's, it's the suit. That suit looks like it's a 4K suit. It does. It's the lighting, dude. It's the texture. It's creating that shark skin on the suit, man. Yeah, the shark skin look. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 incredible. And to add into this, just another little tidbit before we start diving into it even further. The the horse head, he painted in the vertebrae. Of, he did of the decapitated above, above and beyond. That's a that's a Cairo call out. Doctor D's a chiropractor. I'm definitely gonna make a comment on that. That's a spine bone, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, absolutely a call back call on that one. What is the spine bone connected to? Uh, in this case, nothing. Oh, man. Uh, the so, ground. <laughs> if you guys aren't looking at this at home, first of all, you should. But 
we should talk about the inspiration behind this. Paint the picture to the listener who might not have a visual stimuli like we do in front of us. And it's the Godfather poster. It's the classic Godfather poster, straight from 72. And at the Don's right there, like we just said, Brando in the front. And with that, that finger up, you know, and then that's the starting piece. And then we have this person with the next mile. And they got an up-close shot of Kingpin in the same pose with similar lighting with a Photoshopped Godfather logo, except it says the Kingpin instead of the Godfather, right? And of course, the marionette above it. And this is all pre the model, like pre-discussing what the model is. This is just like the inspiration and phenomenal, right? And the skin tone color knocked out of the park because this does not look like Kingpin. Like this looks like a different model. The only The, the only thing that could have added to it to make it look even more like the thing is if they added the, the slick back hair thing. I don't yeah. know. I don't, he would have had to sculpt that on there, but <laughs> it's so perfect. The mustache. It's so good. It's so good. Everything about this model is top notch. It struck. looks like, it looks like Don Corleone. I'm kind of shook on this one. It's almost you've nothing done, you've heard say. it, ladies and gentlemen, this is what a shook, a shooken, not stirred. Uh, Chris sounds like. Yeah. Do it, not. Do not shake a martini. Do not, <laughs> do not shake a martini. martini. Oh my God. Do not shake a martini. Don't do it. <laughs> you you mentioned the spine. You can also see some like veins in there too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The arteries. Yeah. The arteries. Yeah. Just insane. Delicious. Absolutely. Gosh, I absolutely love the anatomy. That's incredible. I love the rings on Kingpin's hand. The Gotta pinky the ring. I mean, even the, Cufflink. Cufflinks. Even the cufflink is incredibly painted. Like this, this is dumb in a good way. The one thing I'll uh, specifically bring out is I think it was the intention that the little thing in his hand, I forget what it is on the actual model. I think it's just like another gemstone. It's supposed to be like, I guess, a like a, a tie, a tie pin. But it seems to like look like the rose that Don Corleone was famous for having in his suits. So I think it's a really cool call out. It does remind me of the rose, which I think obviously was by intention. So I, I just want to make sure I specifically call that out that that, that worked. That worked for me. It's Absolutely. all working for me. No, all the layers of the call outs are working for me. I mean, we talked about, you know, no spoilers here. If you haven't seen the Godfather, see it. But the horse head here also tying that to the spider universe with like widow, right? Which is the spider horse. We're talking spider verse stuff here, right? Once again, yeah, was, I hope this this poor horse wasn't a spider totem. Oh, goodness. Widow was a male horse bitten by a radioactive spider and is the horse of Web Slinger. But why does he wear a mask? To protect his to. secret identity. <laughs> what are you talking about, dude? I love that movie so much. <laughs> this horse and this man have encountered Miles Morales, of course. You know, we got, we got to bring all this Spider-Verse stuff together. But there's layers here. You know, Godfather horse, got a Spider-Verse horse. Got the kingpin. We got the dawn. They're all working in tandem. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. I will say, I think the tongue is probably green stuffed. Yeah. Looks great. Amazing. I'm going to call that out. It looks great. It looks like a tongue. That's great. <laughs> There's nothing about this I don't love. It's awesome. No, this kingpin. I mean, obviously, after the matte spray, they added the blood effect. It's got a gloss to it. The blood is also dripping off the base, including down the base ring. They went the extra mile of it's just it's dripping all the way off. It's really bleeding right now is what's happening, you know, just crazy. Just so you know, a horse head does contain a lot of blood. I can imagine. There's a lot of blood in there. Yeah. Horses, pretty serious animals. So that's the winner, guys. 
the paint job phenomenal the inspiration i mean about as good as it gets right and then this this is what wins the contest right here stuff like this so let me just say who the winner is it's uh kenny r great job obviously we adored it obviously everybody else did too he got the most votes uh so congratulations on being the big winner winner chicken dinner of this painting gallery with no name Woo! it's very exciting i'm excited how about you chris you excited yes (laughs) okay so i want to thank all the entries for this painting gallery yes this was a good one might have been a little lower on numbers, but the quality was there and it was a lot of fun to talk about. So thank you for everyone that submitted an entry for us this this contest. So we will announce the next theme next week when we get the theme chosen and in and ratified by everyone. But Dylan, if the theme appeals to you and uh, you were wanting to submit a model, what would be the steps for one to to go ahead and do that? Well, Chris, let me tell you, if you're interested in joining the next gallery when it does get announced, it's very easy. All you got to do is follow the theme's rules. Uh, take a model that is either not painted, lightly painted, or maybe just primed, you know, maybe built, something like that. Take a picture of it. Then what you do is you follow the theme, paint it up to the, your heart's content, slap some paint on it, get it all done. And then uh, after you're done messing with it, take four pictures of it and send it to Fury's finest at gmail.com. After that, they'll give you a heads up that they got the entry once they start going through them and you'll be entered into the new contest. Well, thank you, Dylan. You're welcome. Very simple. And then obviously, as the competition comes to a close, we will do the voting in the Fury's Finest patron discord. Every patron gets one vote. So cast your vote well. And then we will contact the winners first and second place and our one random raffle winner in the weeks following all the votes being in and us recording this episode. So yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this session. This has been a fun discussion about inspiration. And if you're inspired by the Godfather, you could just take the whole thing. Turns out good piece to be inspired by to be fair. One of the great pieces out there. So, and if you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the Godfather, what are you doing? Great movie. Phenomenal movie. I mean, maybe you're Gen Z or something, you know? I mean, I and this, it. and if you are, this is your wake up call to to say, hey, I should go watch The Godfather. Put it on the list. Yeah, put yeah, it on the list. Sure. It's worth sure. it's worth the time. Absolutely worth the time. And uh, yeah, I mean, what more can be said? I mean, it took this whole contest, and it's one of those things where I think that piece in particular, our first and second place entries in this contest, where it's like, even if you don't know what they were inspired by, you see the work that they did on these pieces, and you're like. Okay, this could win a painting competition, right? And then you go the extra layer and you're like, I know what Amazing Fantasy Spider-Man looks like. No, I know The Godfather. I know the horse reference. <laughs> you know, layers and layers of all this. That's how you do it. Absolutely. So, oh, it's been a fun painting gallery, guys. This has been a fun one. It's always a fun thing to jump into in the show, especially when we're in the middle of stuff like we are right now, where Chris and I are in the middle of all these character episodes. And it's just like, oh, the next one's going to be fun. I'm yeah, excited. It's going to be really fun. So, we hope you guys will stay tuned for all that and more painting galleries in the future. And we're going to just keep discussing this stuff and you guys are going to keep wowing us and keep the inspiration going because art creates art, right? And inspiration guides more inspiration. So that's why we do this here. And we hope you guys will continue on this journey with us, but we got to tell you guys where you can find us online and all the people that make furious finest happen. Of course, furious finest supported by our wonderful patrons. You can become a furious finest patron by going to patreon.com slash furious finest. Of course that gets you instant access to all these private conversations, the private discord, the private leagues, and much more. You're helping support the show. 
Of course, you can follow the show everywhere online at several different spaces on X at Fury's Finest Cast, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch at Fury's Finest. And you can email us your entry for the painting gallery or email us regarding something else at Fury's Finest at gmail.com. And leave us five star reviews on your podcast platform of choice. Really helps us out, especially if you're listening right now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Use thumb over, give us five stars while you're listening. Thanks to Approaching Nirvana for the show's music. And like Jesse said, please help spread the word about the show, about the game. Force your friends to play games of MCP with you. Give them no choice. Show them no quarter. Show them no mercy. And then, of course, make them listen to the podcast. I was going to say, if anybody's been playing MCP and they haven't heard of Furious Finest by this point, man, they have, they've been forcing themselves not to know about the greater MCP community. Well, thanks, man. We appreciate that. I mean, listen, if I ever meet anybody who plays MCP, I always point them to you guys in the first, literally first or second sentence. Wow. That means a lot, man. I appreciate it. It does mean a lot. Jesse, where can the people find you? Absolutely. You can find me everywhere online at Jesse Aiken. That's J-S-S-E-E-A-K-I-N. That's all the social medias, Longshanks and Discord. And you can check out my Star Wars Shatterpoint show. Hello there. It's Star Wars Shatterpoint podcast where I make that with my co-host Saman. Everywhere podcasts can be found and covering everything Star Wars Universe and Star Wars Shatterpoint. Chris, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Discord. I am Strong Style. My display name is Chris Finest in all of the MCP Discords I'm in. Uh, feel free to ping me, DM me, whatever. I'm always down to clown. You can also hear me make dumb jokes about the NBA and complain about Victor Wimbanyama on Orange Futures, an NBA podcast. Dylan, what about you? Well, you can find me on Discord at drddr.d, or you can find me at uh, furypainting at gmail.com with the added benefit of looking up a podcast by the name of Arachne and Infinity Painting or Infinity. Well, there is painting discussions in there. Uh, an infinity, an infinity, I can't even say it, an infinity podcast where we talk about not only the game of infinity, but frequently how to run events, the added benefits of the hobby itself and the community at large. Because it's not just about a game, it's about the people in it. And that's what I've always wanted to talk about. If you're an Infinity player and you're not listening to Arachne, what are you doing? Give it a listen. I don't want to brag, but I think we're one of the biggest Infinity podcasts out there now. I, you know, I'm sure you, you guys, guys get it all the time. You guys probably get it all the time. But when you unsolicitedly go through a Discord while you're creeping and somebody says unsolicited, yeah, hey, yo, listen to this podcast. It's really cool. It's like, and because of whatever compliment, mine is always the energy because people always love my energy when I'm doing podcasts uh, because I'm loud and obnoxious. And so it, as soon as you see it, it just warms your heart. And I got to say, guys, when you say that stuff, and we see it, it really lights the fire under us because it's it is it's sometimes sometimes when you're doing editing, oh my gosh, it drags and you're just like, why am I doing this sometimes? And then you see just somebody saying, you know what? I was having a bad day. And then this guy made this stupid dad joke at the beginning of an Arachne episode and it really lighted my day up. And I'm just like, man, what a way to just 180 your life. It's incredible. It really cuts through the self-loathing that editing brings on, doesn't it? It sure does. Yeah, no no doubt. There's nothing worse than going through the long tunnel of editing. <laughs> Listening to your own voice over and over again. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, it's it's not the multiple best. hours every week. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I only have one podcast. You imagine if I did more than one. Yeah, my MBA show is easy to edit. Jesse, you you poor man. You poor man. Good stuff, also, guys. And, and it should be said, you know, just as a little joking aside, uh, if you want to start a podcast, you have plenty of resources uh, when it comes to the people on this show, if you want to find help. Yeah. Shout out to Witty Banner while we're here. Patrick's new show. Speaking of 
podcasts. Lots of podcasts that we're just like kind of indirectly involved with, you know, wait did it roll a while, the Marvel Couples Protocol, I think is the other one. So many good shows. Give them all a listen, guys. But we hope you guys enjoyed this discussion about painting and inspiration and not only how to become a new better painter, but how to achieve stuff like people have achieved in this competition, right? Which is they set their mind to a goal. They just did it, right? And they have they have something creative and artistic that they made out of nothing, right? In front of them now. And that's what we strive to do here on this very thing. And when Dylan kicked off this whole thing with this idea, that was the basis of the idea was you have something at the end, right? Dylan, it's you pushed yourself. Everybody's a winner. If you entered this, you won because you have you you have a tangible product at the end of it that you may or may not have had beforehand. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what makes you a winner. Uh, you millennials and your participation trophies. <laughs> Good stuff. Well, until next time, thanks for listening, true believers. Excelsior. Keep it popping, guys, and don't let Aleph get you. The world has gotten even stranger than you already know. At this point, I doubt anything would surprise me. Ten bucks says you're wrong. 